Alan Cross's latest blog post on a journal of musical things is about the somewhat amusing and concerning concept of deep fakes and the music industry. Alan joins the show right now. Alan, welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm dealing with self-isolation quite swimmingly yourself. Uh, Stuck in the basement with everybody else, yes. All right, you're in the basement. Wow, that's dismal. I'm on the second floor. No, I have have a a big office in the basement, which is where I do all my work. Uh, Unfortunately, there are no windows, so it's like being in a bunker. Office or lair? Um, Cave. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Alan Cross in the Cross Cave. Can you give us a quick uh, refresh on what exactly a deep fake is? A deep fake is a very, very convincing forgery where you can make someone look like they're either doing or saying something using various computer manipulations. And this is becoming a very big problem, especially for speech, because there are certain algorithms, certain technologies out there that will allow you to sample anybody's voice just with, uh, it could be anywhere from 10 seconds to 30 seconds, just a sample of their voice, feed that into the computer, and then you could make that voice say anything you want. All right. So you've got some interesting, uh, you point to an interesting YouTube page. Can you talk about that YouTube page? Yeah, it's called uh, Vocal Synthesis. It is a uh, some people that are showing off how this technology works. And uh, what they're trying to do is show the capabilities and the dangers, I think, of, of this particular uh, technology. Because if they have, for example, uh, Jay-Z, or what sounds exactly like Jay-Z, rapping the uh, first few verses of the Book of Genesis. We actually have an audio of that, Alan. So let's, uh, Loretta, if you can get the JG, Jay-Z raps the book of Genesis ready to go, we'll play a little bit and give people an example of what uh, you're talking about. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said that there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good. So, Alan, it sounds legitimate. It also sounds vaguely creepy. Yeah, Jay-Z has uh, launched a lawsuit against this company saying that you can't make me do this. But I think they've also got him uh, reciting Hamlet. Uh, I think there is a version of him doing We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Uh, it's all, all kinds of stuff. And it's really, really fun, but also scary at the same time. Now, imagine if you could, I mean, in, in the era of fake news, can you imagine and this has probably already been done, but sampling a politician, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Justin Trudeau, whoever you want, and have them appear to say something that they never said at all. So like Donald Trump, for instance, would say something incredibly intelligent and insightful? Uh, sure. Or he could say something uh, really, you know, dangerous. Um it, it's you know with the with the vocal synthesis technology anybody can do anything if you have the computer power. Jay Z has launched a, a lawsuit and and basically he wants to shut these people down. But um, how is a deep fake different than someone doing like an impression and calling it a parody? That's well, this legal. Is pro- this is the problem here. the The issue is it, it, legal experts say that there is a very tenuous copyright claim here. How can you? copyright something that you didn't create uh, and that the use of this sort of sampling technology 
which is really what it is, hasn't really been covered by law. So it's it's a pretty flimsy sort of lawsuit. But I, I, I can see Jay-Z's point. If you're being, if your voice, if it's, if somebody is making you sound like you're saying something that you're not saying, and it's, it's, it's that convincing, uh, you know, it, the opportunities for abuse are, are immense. Yeah, it's pretty controversial because YouTube has uh, released and uh, removed a couple of the, this guy's videos. But the host is saying that YouTube is stifling his creativity. And the guy says, well, I'm experimenting with new technology for the sake of entertainment. This is not uh, the American way. There, there also could be, as you mentioned, fear that, you know, if he uses somebody like a JFK, he could actually be messing with history because some people believe everything they hear. And these deep fakes are pretty convincing. Yeah, they sure are. And it's only going to get worse. I mean, we've seen all kinds of, uh, you know, fake news circulating. Um, I saw a demonstration of this maybe two years ago. And the audience looked on with with horror, thinking they immediately saw the, the um, potential for abuse here. And uh, the, the creators were looking at the audience, going, what, what, what's the problem? I don't see it. This is just cool, isn't it? Isn't it cool? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine if you, you know, can imagine you were you were you or I were were, hmm. were deep, deep fake this way, and it could ruin our careers. You know, we could be for sure. Crazy. I was just thinking that you could be brought down by a tweet. Now somebody hears a deep fake, and they they're convinced that you said it, and they start spread, spreading it. People do not uh, tend to delve too deep into storylines. No, no, and you know, you you or me are made to say something racist or or really really controversial or really stupid, and it'll take you know you'll put it up on SoundCloud or something and it'll take like 20 you know, see nothing travels faster than the speed of light except bad news this would be the mm-hmm. example this is really it just it terrifies me it really does as a vinyl lover um and I know there's a lot of them out there because you know Chris has quite an extensive collection as well he's been listening to a lot of vinyl during the pandemic I've been de- diving deeper in our vinyl when I go to the cottage uh record store day annual event April 18th was postponed due to the coronavirus Organizers are uh, rescheduling, but it's going to be a three-date occasion. They're going to spread it out. Tell tell us a little bit about that. It could could be actually even better than the normal April Record Store Day. What they're going to do is have a a Record Store Day in August, September, and October. And this will be an expanded version of Record Store Day because on June the 1st, a new list of exclusive releases will be released. So we have some extra time to put together some of these exclusive releases for which Record Store Day is is known. And on each of these days in August, September and October, a new batch of these exclusive releases will be shipped to all the stores. So we'll get, you know, three times or something approximating three times the amount of cool new stuff in the stores this year. And you got to, you know, bump it up because record store records are closed and, and and you know they can do some online stuff but that's it they're dying and they need some sort they're going to need some sort of uh hook to get people back into the stores if and when and let's hope it does happen the virus settles down and people will be able to go out and shop again so uh i think it's august the 24th there's a third week in september and third week in october as well yeah, but th- those dates are far off. Those months are far away, Alan. And I understand you need the brick and mortar store to go. But as you said, record stores are in trouble. I mean, it's uh, it's anybody's guess on if most of them will make it to those, you know, future months. It sure is. Uh, some of them, like uh, Sonic Boom in, um, in Toronto, are holding artist uh, live streams. Uh, 
Uh, they're doing anything they can to to stay alive. I, I look at the uh, the sales, music sales, physical units uh, that are going out the door these days. The CD sales are down. <laughs> Uh, you know, over 40% from where they were at this point last year. Vinyl is down 25% from where they were at this point last year. And uh, there was one week, it was two weeks ago, that all across the country, a uh, little under 4,500 physical vinyl units were sold uh, in, to, to people. So that's, that's dismal. And we got to do something to you know, try and catch up. Okay, you just mentioned CD sales. Are people really buying CDs again? I thought vinyl was the the uh, hot ticket. No, no, vinyl, the CDs are still a very big thing. They still outsell in terms of numbers vinyl in Canada. Uh, people buy them online, and you know, one of the biggest boosts this past year in, on both sides of the border has been the new Weekend album that really goosed sales. But uh, although they are going down on a week by week basis year over year. Uh, they are still selling. People still buy CDs, and they buy a lot more CDs than they buy vinyl. However, in terms of dollar value in the United States, more dollars are spent on vinyl now, or at least at the end of 2019, than dollars spent on compact discs. I mentioned that I'm getting into vinyl at the cottage, you know, brought the whole record collection up there. And I have to say, uh, it's it's a laborious love affair, because... I'm going to sound pretty lazy here, but, you know, you get to the end of side one and then you're like, oh, right. It's been quiet for a little while. Ugh, do I really have to go and flip the record? You are going to have a very interesting event tonight uh, live in your underground uh, bunker. It, it's something called, uh, is it Allen's Vinyl Library? What's going on? Yeah. So this is at four o'clock this afternoon. It's a massive experiment. Uh, I'm using Zoom. Everybody seems to be using Zoom. And I'm going to sit in front of my computer and pull out some stuff from my vinyl uh, collection and, and show it off to anybody who, uh, who shows up. If you want the information, uh, you can go to alan at alancross.ca and I'll, I'll send it to you. So this is for the this is for the ultimate music fan, the fan that wants to get into music discovery, because that's what you're all about. And I've argued this for years. As soon as you know, when we were working on 102.1 The Edge, one of the most frustrating things for I think you and I was the fact that we couldn't get deep. We're music lovers. We couldn't go deep into those, you know, album tracks that we really wanted to play. We had to play the hits. Are you going to be going a little bit deeper into your collection and uh, and showing people maybe some of the, the things they might have missed on their favorite albums? What's well, the concept collect- behind this? I've been collecting music for over 40 years, and I've also been going to a lot of record shows, and I have a lot of really weird things that I honestly didn't know were on the shelf until I started going through things letter by letter. I do an Instagram thing every day. It's up there now uh, where I pull up. Well, we've, we've gone up to, to the letter C so far, and as I go through and prepare, I think, well, I didn't know I had this. Where did this come from? Or Wow, this is weird. And so that's that's uh, what's going to happen this afternoon at four o'clock when we're we're going to kind of go through my library and find out what's exactly there because I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't. Okay, will you be playing tracks, or will you be just basically? Is this more of a uh, a lecture? That's a show. And it's tell. a show and tell. Oh, yeah. okay. I like a show and tell. A good show and tell every now and then. All right, that sounded icky. So, where do people get tickets? Uh, if you go to Alan Cross, uh, you can go to my website, a journal of musical things.com. And Alan, always a pleasure. You Thanks bet. so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Stay safe.